Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The migrant crisis is at my front door, and if you live in Massachusetts, it's at yours too. We're supposed to believe the Biden administration respects the rule of law and something about wrong puberty. It must be a WTF Wednesday here on Critical Thinking. I'm Andrew Coppins, he's Pat Oni, and it's time to get in to some critical thinking. <laughs> Good WTF Wednesday to you, Mr. Padoni. How are you doing today? Um, I, I I was doing pretty good. Then you mentioned a few things that I'm just kind of scratching my head over, and I'm starting to think maybe it's too early for this crap. <laughs> when is it never not too early for you? Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We have a lot to get into on this program. It is a WTF Wednesday, but before we do, do not forget, you can always subscribe to our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, where you can see us every single Monday through Friday. Um, we're kind of experimenting with when we're releasing this show. So uh, it would also be helpful if you tweeted at us at the Coppin Show and at the Pat Oni Show. Let us know when you usually like to consume this show and how you like to consume it. Do not forget, you can also do this, Pat. Subscribe, rate, review, download the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Thank you to each and every single one of you who join us every single Monday through Friday. We greatly appreciate it. But today on the program, I thought we would take a little bit of a a different tact on WTF Wednesday, at least up front. Normally, we'll have like a serious story, and this is somewhat of a serious story, but it's also a WTF story. Now, if you paid attention up front, I, I told you that um, the migrant crisis is coming to my front door. And I mean that literally literally coming to my front door. But before I get into what's happening here in the city of Chicago, and more importantly, down the block from me, I'm just going to let everybody know that if you live in Massachusetts, this is what's happening to you right now. According to wonderful Twitter, uh, Wall Street Silver. Wow, clown world. Are you going to sign up? The headline. Massachusetts calls on residents to take border crossers into their homes. Because, you know, we are that compassionate nation, right? And we embrace immigration, which is true. We are a nation of immigrants by and large. We are a nation of people connected to those who came over here and colonized North America. But by and large, America has become a nation of 330, 340 million people wherever we're at. 
by and large because of mass immigration. But what we are seeing today is not immigration. It's not migration. It is an invasion. And I'm not saying it from the perspective of, I hate immigrants or whatever MAGA forever BS that you hear all over the internet. No. I'm saying it from this perspective, Pat. If this was about pure immigration and pure want to come to America for a better life, to search out for better for your family. Why do we see when RFK Jr. goes to the border over 100 nations represented in the line that he, just he himself, was able to discover? Why? This is at the southern border. Why? are 90% of the people that they interact with from the the Border Patrol, from ICE, from uh, the people who have gone down there like RFK Jr., why are 90% of them single males of adult fighting age? Why are we watching as most of those are carrying or working for Drug cartels. Oh, by the way, carrying mass quantities of fentanyl across the border. Now, is it also on us as Americans to stop the scourge of use of fentanyl, use of narcotics? Absolutely. We have to better educate. We have to be better as our society. You look at uh, what's going on in Philadelphia. And this was a subject of A&E. They do that show intervention, right, Pat? I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. I have not. Um, But they did an entire um, subject or an entire thing on prescription pill addiction. Um, But this was maybe about four or five years ago. And they featured the Kensington area in Philadelphia as like an open air drug market and it's come back around again with this new trank and fentanyl situation where literally people are just zombieing themselves they're standing up unable to move in literally statuesque positions and we're seeing more and more people flooding this open air drug market with literally open wounds they're flesh being eaten from the drugs they consume? And where are they coming from? By and large, they are not made here. By and large, we're not talking about a meth lab from Breaking Bad. Does that exist? Yes, it absolutely exists. There are tons of people addicted to meth, and it's terrible. But the deaths are largely coming from fentanyl, trank, and other associated drugs like heroin that is not being grown here that is not being cultivated here that is not being chemically put together here in the United States of America and we're asking people to take that into their homes that's what's being asked here The left wants you to believe that these people are just here for a better life and that we have this idea of a ho-hum, they're just getting here to America to, to live freely in this country. Now, I haven't said anything, by the way, about those who are mewling and trafficking children over the border. Of which, by the way, my church physically is helping those types of children adjust to life here in America in the hopes of actual family members here in America being able to take them away 
from that lifestyle and that horrific tragedy. So I don't want to hear about, well, you won't want to do anything about it. My church literally is doing it. We are doing that work. We are physically doing that work. But we're going to ask Massachusetts residents to take in what? Are you saying you only want them to take in the 10%? How are you vetting these people? After all, they're just asylum seekers. That is the utter myth of the left. This idea that somehow these people are just poor, desolate, downtrodden people attempting to make a better life for themselves here in America. When in reality, that wouldn't be the case if these people cared about their families, if these people were coming here with their family. We're seeing 90 again percent, Pat. 90% of the people crossing the border are single, fighting age males. Who maybe, yes, likely have some sort of family back home. But are they working to bring their family here with them? No, they're not, by and large. They're going to send the money that they earn here in the United States of America right back over the border. They're prerogative from a libertarian perspective, but from a pure immigration perspective. Are we attracting the people that we used to attract in terms of how we look at immigration? Because when my family and your family, Pat, came over here, what likely occurred? It wasn't the one member of the family while everybody else stayed back home. No, it was probably all of the brothers. Maybe it was the mother and father and their entire family coming here in search of that better life. That's not what we're seeing today. We are not seeing pie in the sky, ho-hum, 1860s, 1890s, early 1900s immigrant stories. That's not what we're hearing, and that's not what we're seeing, and that's not what is occurring. But the idea is then we have to take these people in because we are the good people. We're the true, the virtuous, right people, so we have to take these immigrants into our own homes. Now, I will say this to the leftists that live in Massachusetts. You are reaping what you sowed in a major way when it comes to this. And I'm all for shoving it down your own throat. After all, we talk about it in our um, in our Reviving Liberty uh, podcast and what we talk about here on the program. And this is the ultimate making them own their poop. Right? Okay, have at it. Am I missing something when it comes to what is going on here that makes this massively different than the immigration stories that we have been taught and that we have seen with our own two eyes from the last century to the early parts of this century? No. I've said this many times. You have a right to know who's coming into your own home, right? And this actually makes me think of back during the Revolutionary War days of having to harbor British soldiers. I mean, granted, they had to do that. There was a requirement. It wasn't voluntary. I mean, but this is this to me, this is similar in nature in that you're 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 volunteering to harbor people that you don't know, minus the military aspects, at least in most cases, right? Correct. So it's now I will say this, Pat, to 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 your point, though, Mm. the one thing that was missing on that immigrant story was the the vetting of the immigrant that was coming here in the 1920s. Right. Or the vetting in the 1860s and 1890s. But that's by and large a byproduct of how do how where was the technology to do that? You know, right. um, I look at my mom's side of the family, you know, the, the joke being that like our last, their last name is Weisnick, right? And if you spell it in German and you pronounce it in German, it's Weisnicht, means know nothing or I don't know. And what likely occurred was what, Pat? They got up to the front of the line, right, on that immigration piece of paper and they were asking for their name. 
and they didn't speak English. Mm -hmm. So they asked them last, they asked them name. They would say their first name, right? Because they might know just that piece. And then they asked for last name and they might not have known that. And so they said, Weisnicht, meaning I don't know. And it was written on a piece of paper. Why do we believe that to be probably the case? Because it's very difficult for us to trace that fa- that part of the family history back to where they came from. We can't physically do it right now. It's, it's something that the internet sleuthing that you can do today shown, shown us to be a very difficult situation to figure out. And I only point that out to, to say that that was an impossibility to the people on the left who say, yeah, but we didn't vet. You're correct. We easily could have let the, the vagrants, the worst of the worst, to have come over here. But the story of America in the 1840s, 50s, 60s, then post uh, the Civil War, was one of exploration, one of of personal triumphs, and yes, sadness and and desolation on some fronts, but these people were once wanting to risk everything in the chase, in the pursuit of the American dream, if you will. It became the American dream because of what these immigrants sacrificed to get here to do what? Better their lives. My question is, is this happening with this group of quote-unquote migrants, asylum seekers, as the left has wanted us to believe these individuals to be. I can tell you right now that this is likely largely not the case. Because, again, my city is dealing with this, and rightfully so, by the way. This isn't me complaining. This is me pointing the truth out because we have been the the bastion of sanctuary cities right we we're the welcoming mat of america if you will right in all texas and arizona and florida and other border areas of our country have been doing is okay prove it we can't possibly handle what your policies have done to our border towns So now we're going to make sure you live up to your word. Okay. We're reaping what we sowed. I'm fully aware of that. I've never supported being a sanctuary city. Never. I've been supportive of being a welcoming city for those whom want to come here and do it right. There is nothing wrong with welcoming immigration. In fact, I have been an advocate of what policy when it comes to immigration, Pat? Uh, well, I mean, immigration that essentially that they come here to um, contribute to the society. I've been, they- exactly, and I've been a, an advocate of not open borders. I believe firmly in strong structural borders in terms of, hey, we've got a southern border, we've got a northern border, and we ought to protect that. Right. But we also need to make actual physical immigration easier, quicker, less expensive, and because of technology, easier to vet. I say this. Take those 87,000 quote-unquote IRS employees and put them to work processing asylum claims. Use the tools and the resources that you have. Let's abolish the IRS and put those people on these cases. Why not retrain them in something different? Vet them. Put them through the process. If somebody from Kuala Lumpur wants to come here and has a skill set that Apple would like to use... And by the way, as long as they're paying them fair wages, paying them what it is to do business here in America, not mm-hmm. undercutting what it is to do business here in America, I'm all for it. Compete. 
Americans need to compete in the workforce. But they need to compete on an equal playing field, by the way. But again, this should be, I am an advocate of much more free immigration and immigration tied to your own economic wants and needs. In fact, I believe the same thing should be true for Americans. If they want to get out of here, it should be very simple for them to go to Great Britain or go to New Zealand or Australia or Africa or wherever they want to go. I believe that to be the freest of trades. I believe in free markets and employment is a marketplace. So I say all of that. It's not about some sort of anti-immigrant screed. This is not about not wanting to be welcoming, not wanting to have immigration in this country to be some sort of, uh, what was the uh, the know-nothings of the uh, the 1800s, right? The, the kind of in between the Whigs and, and uh, Republicans of the day. Well, actually, it was more the Whigs and the Democrats. It was kind of right in between the two of them. They didn't become uh, Republicans, by the way. More, most of them actually became Democrats when it came time to it. But that having been said, what is taking place here, the proof is in the pudding of what is happening when these people, these asylum seekers, come here, are put into migrant centers like they are here in, in Chicago and in New York and in L.A. and elsewhere. I, I told you this yesterday, Pat, last night. We got word from our older person, from our older woman, I should say, that starting on July 28th, that is July 19th, so let's do the math, we've got less than 10 days of notification of this, at least public notification of this. Privately, apparently, this notification came last Friday that um, one of the buildings which ironically was sold to a developer or was alleged to have been sold to a developer and passed zoning and has been sitting vacant for a while is now going to house five to upwards of five to 600. And if you believe that, I've got a bridge to the beach in South Dakota, to sell you. Five to 600 migrants, Pat. Literally right on my front doorstep. Now it's like kitty corner, but whatever. Um, the problem with that is that we have a very long history already in this city of knowing what happens at these centers, knowing, by the way, what is happening in front of police stations. Think about this, Pat. What I'm about to tell you is happening in um, former hotels as well as police stations. This comes from the older person, the alderman, um, who is in the district of um, the Inn of Chicago. Okay. This is a downtown aldermanic district, heart of the city. Alderman Brendan Riley sent a letter to Brandon Johnson late last month. Riley details complaints regarding the migrants being housed at the Inn of Chicago. He has mentioned loitering, littering, parking, human, human waste, drug sales, and prostitution. Now you might say, well, who cares about loitering and littering? Well, loitering and littering leads to the human waste, the drug sales, and the prostitution, okay? That's the reality of that situation. And what they're talking about by the parking is um, double parking on the street over and over and over and over and over again, making it impossible for traffic to move in the heart of downtown Chicago. Now, what Riley notes here is that I'm writing to share the concerns um, my office receives daily daily regarding new arrivals living at the Inn of Chicago located at 162 East Ohio Street. 
Since the city started housing new arrivals at IOC, which is in of Chicago, hundreds of our shared constituents and many local businesses have contacted my office to express concerns about migrants loitering, littering, illegally parking their vehicles, and leaving human waste on the sidewalks near the hotel. Migrants living at IOC have been seen selling narcotics and engaging in lewd activity, including possible prostitution. Condominium associations, the Art Club of Chicago, many other residents in the area. On Monday, June 26, CPD responded to 911 calls regarding a group of 30 migrants arguing and fighting in the street outside of the Art Club of Chicago. Local neighbors and business owners witnessed this activity and it reflects very poorly on the city and our migrant crisis response efforts. You might say, well, why don't they just have police there? Guess what, Pat? They do. So, this is the second letter that this alderman has produced requesting a meeting with Brandon Johnson, our mayor, more police presence, better thought-out policies and, and help for these individuals, he is respectfully requesting to direct DFSS, which is the Department of Family Services and something other, CPD, which is the Chicago Police Department, and SNS, which is Streets and Sanitations, to work together to ensure the area surrounding IOC is cleaned daily and additional beat officers are assigned to ensure the safety of all neighborhood residents. I have an idea. We don't need to clean the streets daily. People need to stop crapping in the streets. And when they do that, you go to jail, and then you should be deported. It's just that simple. You can't follow the simple rules of this society, the very basics of the American way of life. Like I don't know about you, but I've been to Mexico. I've been to other places in the world, Pat, and I have never seen somebody just drop trow and take a crap in the streets. Have you? No, I have not. Huh, strange. How? Why is that happening? Why would 30 migrants from the same, if these are just random asylum seekers, right, from, from vast ports of the world, again, I told you there's over 100 countries there, from the RFK um, situation. What are, what are these migrants fighting about? That's my question. What the hell are they fighting about? They have a they have home, they have shelter, they get food, they get clothes. They've got all the basic necessities to start life as an asylum seeker here in America. What pray tell could they possibly have created a fight over? Mm, I mean, to name a few, could it be something like uh Healthcare, cost of living, drugs. No, none of the above, no. except for possibly no. drugs. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm going to stop you because drugs is okay. a key component. Okay. Uh, Would it be human trafficking? Second, maybe the third component. Okay. Okay. But what is the common thread between that, Pat? Between the drugs and the human trafficking? Uh, it's illegal activity? Yeah. Yeah. Gangs. Gangs. Yeah, how did you house opposing gang members? How did that happen? Somebody didn't do their homework is what happened. Um, more importantly, what are they doing here if you know that they're gang members? Bye-bye. See you later. Look, again, mm. welcome, welcome immigrants to Chicago. Welcome them here. I've got no problem with welcoming real immigrants here. Instead, what they're sending to us are their gang members. They're people attempting to do what? Connect chains for drug dealing and make sure and ensure human trafficking continues. And by the way, Chicago is the number one hub of human trafficking right now. This is a topic in which um, some members of our district for the Knights of Columbus um are very intimately involved in. I'm not going to give away any other information because it's that serious. Um, 
but they have made multiple presence presentations to us and the hopes of us helping. And it's something that, you know, um, is brutal to, to understand. We're the number one hub for it because we're the number one place, the number one distribution center for almost everything in this country, right? You get to Chicago, you can get anywhere, right? And um, that's the reality of where we're at. I just, uh, I hope you understand. We're not talking about regular asylum seekers attempting to do what? Escape the gang life? Well, if you're attempting to escape that gang life, if you're attempting to get away from people attempting to kill you and murder you because of your political persuasion or whatever have you, why are you doing that? Why are you involved in that? Why are you fighting each other in the streets like freaking morons? And this has been an ongoing problem at every single one of these migrant centers that have come and popped up here in Chicago. Does our mayor care about it? Apparently not, because this is a second request, a second request from an alderman to have this meeting. Now, we get an opportunity on Friday, Pat, to have this meeting personally. And amazingly, considering my history with the past representative of the 46th Ward here in Chicago, you would think that that office would have possibly said, hey, by the way, these media people are going to give you a hard time, right? These people are people you should probably pay attention to. Do you think that took place? No, no, it didn't. So I've gotten an invite as a citizen, and rightfully so, by the way, I have every, as a, as a private citizen outside of what I do in the media and what we're doing with this show, I have every right to attend. But you damn well bet your bottom freaking dollar that I'm attending. And you bet your GD bottom dollar that I am filming the ever-loving crap out of this. And you bet your bottom freaking dollar that every damn day these people are housed in my front yard, not my backyard, my front yard, I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be vigilant. I'm going to be paying attention. Because we have enough issues in our ward. We have enough issues with drugs, enough issues with gang violence, enough issues with petty theft and car thieves and all sorts of craziness. Just We just had somebody randomly walking down the street get, get jacked at 7.30 in the morning, broad freaking daylight at that point, a few days ago, just a few blocks down the street. Broad daylight in the middle of the morning. Without this being added to the mix. And oh, by the way, my further question is, what the hell is going on with the developer of that that property that you gave zoning permission to, right? And they got all of their permits. What's going on with the transfer of that property from, from the American Islamic College to that developer? Where's that contract? Because I'm pretty sure if I'm the developer, I don't want that. Why do I not want that? Because this building, by the way, is on the National Historical Registry, Pat. Okay? This building is one, is one of the great neo-Gothic buildings and representations of it that exist in the city. It is on there for a reason. In fact, they can't touch the buildings that exist. They have to build a tower where there's a current inside parking lot. What do you think is going to happen to the precious National Historical Registry of that building, which we were told is so important to the development and we can't let it go into disrepair, but we're going to do this? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, I just have one question for you. Yep. How is the uh, Give, Send, Go account looking for you to move out of Chicago? If, by the way, you would like to start that for us, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I'm it. You know, I, I like I've said this entirety. This is not me going, oh, my God, not in my backyard or not in my front yard necessarily. This is me saying, now, yeah, Chicago, you're going to reap what you sowed. And part of reaping what you sow is what? Is my vigilance. Right is my ability to blast this to the world every single day on this show through our platforms. I, you bet your bottom freaking dollar, I'm gonna make you own your poop literally and figuratively in this case, apparently, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, that's what's gonna happen. And Maybe nothing does happen. Wouldn't that be a fantastic change of pace? Wouldn't that be great? I am wide open to the possibility that these people are the most upstanding individuals to come in to a migrant center in American history. Wide open to it. Maybe these are the, the asylum seekers of all asylum seekers, right? They're fleeing war-torn Africa. except for that's never been what has happened before with any of these. So call me crazy for having some concerns about putting that in that location. Oh, by the way, Pat, did I mention this neighborhood in particular, this exact area they're putting this in is the most densely populated part of non downtown Chicago. And by the way, it's actually more densely populated than most parts of downtown Chicago. The, on any level, does this make sense? No, it doesn't. Nope. Nope. No, it doesn't. doesn't so, sense. folks, get ready for some reporting live and direct from my neighborhood. So you get to see what's going on. And you want, you want your eyes actually open to the daily activity, the real truth of what is happening in this. Well, we're going to get it come July 28th. We're, we're having that experience, apparently. So I'm going to I'm going to turn the absolute turd sandwich that is going to be this uh, process into, I don't know, at least a bologna sandwich. I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm ranking the bologna sandwich as the worst of all sandwiches that you could have outside of oh, a turd sandwich. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Freaking All right. So with that being said, Pat, I think uh, today would be a or this would be a great time for us to, I don't know, play a little bit of the B or not the B to lighten the mood. What do you say? Oh, I, I think we should. All righty. All righty. Today's headline. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. In effort to create smoke-free city, Hong Kong urges citizens to stare at smokers <laughs> disapprovingly. In effort to create smoke-free city, Hong Kong urges citizens to stare at smokers disapprovingly. I'm laughing at this for two reasons, but go ahead. Well, I I I kind of think uh, this is probably what you should do in your uh, was it your ward meeting that's coming up. <laughs> just, stare, just stare at the, the uh, head of the, the, the CPD <laughs> district chief and the uh, whatever lackey from the uh, from the mayor's office because the mayor's too chicken shit to show up to any of this. Just stare at them disapprovingly. Uh, maybe that's yes. what Lexi can do because uh, I don't know about you, but the hell hath no fury like a woman scorned and the look of scorn oh, yeah, on her yeah. face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In any case, though, you should go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. 
it might bring you a uh, woo-saw moment, especially if you are having a migrant crisis within your relative cities, neighborhoods, etc. Might uh, give you that morning pick-me-up and that woo-saw moment for the rest of your day if, if, if needed. Um, they don't care about your politics. They don't care about who you vote for. They don't care about any of that. They just care about giving you a fresh, great product that is shipped directly to your door in exchange for your business. That's it. That's all they want. Mm-hmm. That's all they want. All mm-hmm. you need to do is go to critical thinking or, excuse me, coffeebrandcoffee.com back, and then use the promo code critical thinking at checkout and you'll get 5% off your purchase. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code critical thinking at checkout. You'll get 5% off your purchase today. All right. In effort to create smoke-free city, Hong Kong urges citizens to stare at smokers disapprovingly. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. So I'm laughing right now because the story is funny. And and number two, because um, I had this in my back pocket for Thursday's B or not the B. I saw it oh, yesterday. God. It is not the B. This is an, I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. I hope Pat doesn't see it. I hope that like he goes to pull it up and it's like not on the front page. It's on the load more uh, section. Oh, this is such a great headline. (laughs) So free $100 of central bank digital currency into our account, which we cannot access due to our low ESG score. Thanks to our association with Dominic Izzo, even though it's a, as loose of an association as humanly possible in these days. Because we are no longer on a network together. But apparently we're still paying for the sins of the past because that's what ESG is all about. Mm. Just kidding, Dom. We we love you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so apparently that's the thing in Hong Kong where you uh, just stare at somebody disapprovingly when they're lighting up some tobacco product because it's an effort to make it a tobacco-free city. Well, because, it's also because it's, you know, communist. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, because that, that works, right? You know, just staring at somebody disapprovingly and that auto- automatically policies magically change. That That's how that works, right? Correct. Okay. And and then and then uh, just just for the record here, um this is one of those moments of you know, you're making a turd sandwich, a bologna sandwich. Right. By the way, okay. what would you put as the number one sandwich? I'm just curious. Number one. Ooh. I mean, I personally, I like a good club. It's hard to find a really good club. Um, but, you know, if I'm going to, you know, just go like, like straight up like meat sandwich. Um, I like a good combination of turkey, uh, roast beef, and um, maybe even like like a roast beef and like pastrami type. I I mean, just throwing that out there. But I mean, it's uh, there's lots of sandwiches I like, so it's 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 hard for me to rate. Why? Just- why? Why would, why, what would you say is the number one sandwich? Number one sandwich, it comes from uh, a sandwich shop here in the city called Bari. And it's an Italian, it's a straight up Italian delicatessen and grocery. Like it's the uh-huh. most fantastic smelling place you'll ever smell. Um, mm-hmm. But I got to go with their uh, American sub. It's mm, okay. ham, cotto salami, veal bologna. American cheese and others. I also like the Italian, which is capicola, salami, mortadella, provolone. Um, mm. Might might if you're into the jardinera, you can put the jardinera on it as well. But just the 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 combinations of meats and then the cheese and the the freshly made everyday bread, fan freaking tastic. Now people will fight you uh, if you're in Chicago over which is better between JP Graziano and Bari. Um, but I'm a Bari guy. So if you're ever in the city, by the way, check both of those places out because they are very unique experiences in the city. Do you put like a little bit of like a mayo or something on those sandwiches too? No, not usually. I'm not a mayo no. guy. Um, like if I'm doing a regular sandwich at home, I, I got to do butter on it. 
Gotta good, but, gotta oh, get, really? yeah. Gotta go with mm. butter on the sandwich, just on on the upper side of it, not on the lower, just on the upper. See, I, I, do, I mean, I, I'm not like huge on mayo, but I do like a little bit of like light mayo or something on it, just to give it a little bit of uh, moistness to it. Sometimes I'll do like mustard or. Uh, um, I've never done butter. I'll have to try that sometime. Yeah, try it. And yeah. it's life-changing when you do it. Okay. But with that being said, I think it is now time for us to really dive into the heart of WTF Wednesday. Seriously, okay. every time I hear that, I feel like I'm on an episode of Andy Griffith. Yes, yes. Um, I, we're going to start here, Pat, on a WTF Wednesday. Um, okay. Because we are speaking about immigration and the rule of law. I just want you to know the Biden White House is all about the rule of law. This is what we have done. The president respects the Department of Justice, their independence. Uh, he has been very, um, very steadfast on making sure that the rule of law comes back in this administration, comes back uh, in the White House and clearly the administration more broadly. And that's what you have seen. Meanwhile, Donald John Trump is likely to be indicted for January 6th. By the way, I misspoke yesterday. I have to correct myself. Um, Jack Smith and the, the D.C. grand jury is not about the presidential records. That's down in Miami. I got those two things mixed up. So I wanted to be clear on that because sometimes we get things wrong. It, this is about January 6th. So meanwhile, all of that is happening. And and just in case you're you're curious as to how serious Joe Biden is taking his job and the rule of law, I present to you this. And we brought Israelis and Palestinians together at a political level, and they uh, and, uh, and at the uh, and Akwa and the Shram. Yes. And uh, as I uh, affirmed, the prime minister is he by chance praying? No, he's just insane. Is he sleeping? Don't don't think so, unless he's sleep talking, which is a possibility. It, 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 it kind of looks like it, doesn't it? He certainly is mumbling a lot. I can you? I have never been so embarrassed on the international stage by having a president in my lifetime. I might have disagreed with Barack Obama. I might have vehemently disagreed with a lot of Bill Clinton's stuff. They showed up. Uh, what? Normally, we're the ones who have to make nice with the bumbling moron who's on the other side of that, right? With all these, like, you know, uh, White House uh, one-on-one tete-a-tetes, right? We've become the bumbling moron. We've become the bumbling moron. Yep. And, and then they also want us to to let you know that while Donald John Trump is under indictment for a third time, Twice under the Department of Justice, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody brought Coke in, and according to Dan Bongino, the sources he has are now alleging that this is much different, that this wasn't just a oopsie-daisies, this was a dead drop of Coke into the White House. Likely for a certain member, not named Hunter, by the way, of the Biden White House. Um, starts with a J, ends with an Ack. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Just out of curiosity, though, uh, if they're if the Biden White House is about the rule of law, do they currently have any suspects on said cocaine? Well, you see, it's impossible for them to identify when this uh, occurred, except for mm-hmm. it allegedly occurred in the space in which um, one person in, one person out. Uh 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 and they they know uh, roughly about that time frame yep all Uh about the rule of law while we also saw his son um over the fourth of july weekend who apparently allegedly is now living in the white house by the way hunter Uh um Mm -hmm. allegedly Mm -hmm. that's his permanent residence right now um because that bodes that bodes really well you know when you're 52 years old and you're living with mom and dad oh yeah yeah 
Oh, the mom, that, the you, stepmom that you vehemently hate, apparently, allegedly. Mind you, all of the investigations that he's currently under as well. Right, right, right. That's yeah. not about protecting him or anything. It's not about uh, right, circling right, the wagons right. or, uh, you know, uh, behind closed doors or anything. Uh, mm-hmm. No, no. And, it, and it, it's not about the fact that when we saw him on the 4th of July, he looked like a coked out loser. Right. Yeah. It, it's yeah. not like he was, um, I don't know, looking rather pale, uh, sweaty, uh, fidgety. Um, no, it, it didn't look to us like, you know, he hid behind his mother and uh, his stepmother and uh, did a bump of cocaine either. No, that, that yeah. didn't. Oh, wait. Uh, by the way, uh, just out of curiosity, if, if, if the Biden White House is about, you know, uh, the rule of law and justice and everything. Uh, how is um, how's the investigation into the classified documents that that he supposedly had at different places around the country going? Slow, mm. because because you know he can't be charged with anything while he's president of the United States. Except, well, sure, you sure, could but, do uh, that. By the way, you could mm. charge in absentia. Mm-hmm. People don't know that you can charge just not prosecute while in office. Right. Oh, by right. the way, Joe Biden murdered somebody yesterday, right? Like if we, uh-huh. if that were the case, are we suggesting he doesn't get charged with murder? What the hell are you talking about? Willis. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I go ahead. I was going to say, uh, I think we've established that uh, the Biden white house really isn't about the rule of law. Speaking of turd sandwiches, I, I would yeah. suggest they are full of turd sandwiches or or just the turds. Or is it bologna with sprinkles on top? Bologna fa- flavored ice cream? Because we know how much Joe Biden loves his ice cream. Oh, yeah. yeah. And apparently eating little children. That was the creepiest. Th- have you seen that video? But no. Oh, my God. Yeah, there was like some event he was at, and there was like this. Oh little yes, I did see this. I did see this. Well, this was, it was. Oh my gosh, that was awful. Yeah, just that was creepy. Speaking of awful and creepy, uh, we got to go over to Congress right now. Um, oh boy, and, and and this shocking that this would come out of this woman. That's all I'm going to say. Is there no limit on how low you will go? to break the faith and trust which this committee is supposed to operate, all to placate the whims of some who I might add, in looking historically, do not ever vote for appropriations bills. You are negotiating with terrorists. What? The fire truck. Did she just call Republicans terrorists? Correct. Correct. Because they didn't agree with her position on a specific bill. That, oh. Hear mean, me out on this, Pat. That, that is the point of being in Congress, is that there's going to be disagreements and you make compromise or one side wins the argument and the other loses it. And just because you lost the argument doesn't mean the other side are a bunch of terrorists. Now, I would suggest that we might have a terrorist or or two in Congress. And their names might um, rhyme with Omar Elon, who doesn't belong in America. Because let's not forget, folks. She is a liar on her immigration visa status. Okay. Mm, also an incestuous liar, perhaps? Allegedly. Allegedly, Pat. Allegedly. Even though that, that's been like 99% actually proven. But hey, proven. uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, you know, based on, you know, documented proof. Um, speaking of legal immigration, that that Bye-bye. You lo- you lied to us about your status? Bye-bye. You don't get to come back in here, and most of all, you don't get to be in the halls of Congress. But that notwithstanding, Pat, I mean, that's, just, that's insanity. 
That is the height of insanity. I'm not shocked, considering she is probably in the top five, like we mentioned, of most insane Congress people. That's Congressman Delora, by the way. What was her name again? Delora is her last Delora? name. Yeah. Okay. I forget where she's from, but she's nuts. Speaking of nuts, in more ways than one, uh, we, we have this from the rear admiral, I mean, uh, alleged admiral of the civil service, um, Richard Dick Levine. What would you say to folks who think that they're being reasonable by saying, why can't children just wait till they're 18? Adolescence is hard and puberty is hard. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? What if you inside feel that you are female, but now you're going through a male puberty? The Yes, Mr. Padoni. What what the fire truck is the wrong puberty? Me hath no answers. Physiologically speaking, there's no such thing. Right, because the only way to help you in the transitioning process, if you will, right, uh, is allegedly puberty blockers. You are not going through wrong puberty. Your brain is misfiring. That's the freaking problem. Okay, let's fix that, not your body. Let's try that for a little while. Oh, and by the way, Pat, as we get through the last 10 years of data, right, as we've seen the massive sudden increase in the sociological experiment of of, uh, transing the kids, what we find out from those who don't transition their body is what? Once they get through, wait for this, puberty, they come out the other side as the actual sex they were assigned at birth. Yes. You yet, mean to tell know. me that, that puberty messes with your head, Pat? You, you, you mean to tell me that uh, gender dysphoria plus puberty equals some really weird things happening in your body and in your mind? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And, and, and if you are given tools to mentally deal with a mental disorder, it, it turns out that you're oftentimes um, better and and more comfortable in your own skin at the end of it all. What a what a strange coincidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yet, you know, guys like Dick Levine want puberty blockers for kids, which, frankly, is a dick move. Um, so I, I just, um, someone suggests it's an anti dick move. Uh, I, 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 could, I could see that. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> But I, I guess moral of the story here is don't be a dick, dick. Yes. Yes. Do not be a dick. Period. I, I just wrong puberty that. I understand the concept that they're that the that uh, dick is attempting to shove down our throats um, here. I understand it. A little bit, mm-hmm. right? Because what they're attempting to tell us, what what he is attempting to tell us, I should say, is that uh, that what if your brain is not functioning the same way as your body is transforming, right? What? How do you deal with that? Again, hear me out on this. That's not wrong puberty. That is a mental disorder. We have right. psych psychologists that should be able to handle this we have a profession that should be able to help you deal with the mental issues that you are experiencing temporarily by the by because a lot of these people when they hit 18 21 somewhere in that range they no longer have any confusion as to what sex they really are supposed to have been Hmm. It's not wrong puberty. It's that your brain isn't functioning correctly. That, that, that I would suggest that if you suggest it is wrong puberty, your brain's not functioning correctly to begin with. But what what would be right puberty? 
that's the other flip side of this. What do we? What's right puberty to to Dick? That's the other side of this, Pat. I just I'm very curious. What the hell is right puberty then? If they're going through wrong puberty, that means there's a right puberty. Would that be to lop off the tits and bits? Is that your suggestion, Dick? Because that would be a real dick move. In more ways than I like that dick move. I I just. What? What the bleep was that? Like, seriously, what is that? And then we're going to end on this one real quick, Pat. Um, Over at SEC Media Days, because we don't have enough, enough representation of insanity. um, Heather Dinich over at ESPN, because it's ESPN. I'm at at SEC Media Days waiting on at Greg Sankey. That is the commissioner of the SEC, by the way. There are a ton of hardworking people in this room, but you must look hard to find the female sports reporters and minority journalists. We can do better as an industry. And just for shits and giggles, Pat, here's a look at the SEC Media Room. Um, who wants to tell Heather Dinich? She is one of three females in a group of at least 15. There's a, there's about 15 people on those front two tables, right? Mm -hmm. Three of them are women. Mm -hmm. That's, that's representation. And, And also we know this to be true that there are a lot of females who don't go into sports reporting. I mean, it's the vast majority of them, is it not? Mm-hmm. 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 And, and um, Pat, I got a simple question for you. Yeah. If a woman wants to become a sports reporter, are there a lack of jobs available for her? Um, considering, no. Yeah, no. Um, now, there are, there are, that world is very cutthroat. It's very difficult to break into. It's very difficult for anybody anybody to earn a steady living in these days very difficult but guess who has a upper hand people who can speak on camera very well and craft a a pleasant image hmm you know people like is she hot yeah or are you decent enough looking as a dude right right there's a reason why I was not a on-camera sports reporter, right? Was on our first. Hey, at least you finally admit it. I have a face for radio. You have a face <laughs> and body for neither. But with that being said, this is insane. It, it, like this is literally like oh bleep all of my colleagues were getting canned over the last last month i better check all of the woke espn boxes and once a month make sure to let people know that i'm all about the representation in sports there's literally we are not in the 1990s in which yes there was an absolute barrier to entry for females into the sports world, right? The locker room was a place in which females didn't belong. That is not the case in 2023. That barrier is gone. There's literally nobody that says, yeah, women shouldn't be there. Let's, let's hire the man over the woman. You're always getting your better ratings these days. Women talking about sports. That, that's how that works. It's the reality of the day. Who is the best anchor of all time, in my view, on ESPN Sports Center? Linda freaking Cone. We could have that argument at some point in time, too, Pat, by the way. The best sports center anchors of all time. Stuart Scott would be up there. Linda Cone is up on that list for me. You know, Chris Berman, obviously. Uh, Dan Patrick. Um, uh, John Anderson is up on that list. There's a lot of individuals we could think of. But there are many women that are on that list. That's insane. This is all insane. 
I, I just, in what world? In what world? Ah, uh, oh, Pat, I just, I just can't. I, I've had it. Maybe I'm just going through wrong puberty. And with that, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And the suggestion of wrong puberty is a dick move from Dick Levine. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. And as always, Matthew 547.